What's up, everybody? Johnny English here again with another edition of Broken Man Podcast. Yes, that's right. I still haven't fallen off the face of the earth. I know it seems like it sometimes because it goes so far in between of, you know, shows. But uh, I am here. I'm alive. Believe it or not. So uh, welcome, everybody. And uh, again, I want to thank each and every one of you that have downloaded this show in the past and will continue to download the show. Uh, the audience grows slowly but surely, little by little. And again, this isn't about how big of an audience I can get to become famous or anything like that. Uh, this is strictly a, there's some people that need to hear certain things and there's, you know, I, I want to make sure that I get my point across and that you guys understand where I'm coming from and to use my life experience to, um, I don't know, to, to maybe show you guys, you know, the truth, especially when it comes to the Bible and God and Jesus Christ, you know, because there's a lot uh, every day, man, it's, it's growing. The descent is growing is, is what I should say. The disbelief, the unbelief, People are walking away from the faith on, on a fairly regular basis. It's ridiculous. And unfortunately, they're being led by wolves. You know, um, I guess maybe before I get too deep into this episode, uh, I have been away for a few weeks. I did go up north to visit my uh, visit some family and, you know, allow my son to see his family and you know, try to, uh, I don't know, have a, have as good a time as we could have in these, these times, these times are, uh, really bad, really, really bad. There's a lot that's happened that I could have talked about over the last few weeks. I mean, if, if the coronavirus, uh, COVID-19 wasn't bad enough, and then we had this, uh, the riots and all that, you know, and not to downplay, the senseless killing of George Floyd. I mean, that's, you know, this, this happens, unfortunately it has happened over the years, but I think people are using this to further their agenda. The Democrats, the liberals, you know, the, the elitists out there that have been trying to get rid of, uh, (laughs) get rid of God, God fearing people. You know, and uh, unfortunately, this is a this was a very big event. There's a lot of things still happening right now up in Seattle. There's just a lot of disenfranchised people out there, and there's a lot of confused people. There's a lot of people who don't know the truth about everything. The media is the worst when it comes to reporting on any of this stuff. You know, they're they're lying every day. Every single day they're lying about something. If you break down the facts, you know, just, 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 uh, and I'm only going to touch on this just a little bit, but you, you need to understand the facts out there. Okay. There are more white men killed by police officers than black men. And they're the, the media has twisted it and they're making it look like this is just an, this is happening every day and, and, you know, there are things that are, uh, 
black people are just being dragged through the streets by cops and killed just to, you know, at random times. And they're not saying anything about the black on black crime going on in Chicago and the inner cities, a lot of other inner cities and stuff. They're not saying a word about that. There's more black people killed by other black people and usually gang related or, you know, something like that. There's a lot more deaths every day. But Black Lives Matter says nothing. That's why I cannot support Black Lives Matter as it stands because they don't say the truth. They don't tell the truth. Now, I understand the point. You know, I get it. There is racism out there. I've seen some of it. I've seen it, uh, I've seen it when I'm growing up as a child. And um, growing up in North Alabama, there was a lot of KKK activity. So I've seen the racism there. I've seen it with my own eyes. I made up my own mind as a young uh, child, you know, and, and going forth that I'm not going to be that way. I don't want to be that way. So I'm not that way. And I know there's a lot of other people like that. They made up their own mind that they're not going to be that way. The world has changed. Despite what the media tells you, the world has changed. I mean, you, <clears throat> you, you see... I, I've been seeing a lot of celebrities, you know, a lot of black celebrities and stuff like that. When they're asked the question, do you think this is a, a problem right now that this, uh, that it's racial inequality when it comes to income and, you know, stuff like that. And they're like, no, not today. I mean, yeah, it used to be a problem in the past, but not today. I mean, you look at all the, the, the sports stars out there that are making millions upon millions of dollars and without sounding like, you know, sounding racist or anything, but a majority of the players in a lot of sports are not white. I'll just say that. They're just not white. You know, and, and, and it's it may not be completely equal, but, I mean, it's not as bad as what they're making it out to be. And that's just a tip. You know, nobody's holding anyone back because of their color in a majority of the jobs out there. This isn't a racial issue. As bad as it is a income equality issue or a rich versus poor issue. And the Democrats the, that are supposed to be the saviors of the non-white people, and that includes everyone that's not white, not just black people, everyone that's not white, they're actually holding them back. They're the ones actually holding them back from doing anything good or uh, because most of these problems in these cities are Democrat-run cities. That's a fact. Chicago, Minneapolis, just to name a couple. But you look at a majority of L.A., you know, a majority of these bigger cities where there's a lot of this crime going on, where there's a lot of blacks being killed by blacks, is Democrat. They've done nothing to solve the real problem. But as soon as something unfortunate like this happens, and again, I agree this was horrible. This was a horrible event. No matter what this man's past was, yes, he had a he had a, a background, you know, the guy had a criminal background, but it doesn't excuse what the officer did to him, okay? I do not support that officer at all. And I don't support what they did. And any of the other senseless killings in the past... I do not support in any way, shape, or form. 
but there, I, I firmly have believed all these years that there are more good cops than bad cops. Unfortunately, they can't, they, they either can or won't say anything and won't step up because it's like a, it's like a, it's like a secret society. I grew up in it. I watched my father pistol whip my mother. He was chief of police of our town. He woke me up out of a dead sleep to watch him basically rip her clothes off of her and threaten to shoot her with a gun right to her head. I had to watch that. And and this has happened many, many times, I'm sure, over the years, where cops are abusive to their families. But not all cops are like that but they get a bad name and other cops are afraid to stand up and say anything because if you do really bad things can happen to you, you lose your career, you lose, well, you can lose a lot of things, not just your career. There's a thing called, there's a term called Southern justice. I grew up in Alabama. I know all about it, all about it. It does exist. It happens. It's not as prevalent today, though, as it was back when I was a kid. And when I I was a kid, it wasn't as prevalent as it was 10, 15, 20 years before that. It's slowly, it was slowly getting better, and it's been getting better. But but when you take one little instance and you decide to take that as, and make it, use it as an excuse to go out and uh, riot and destroy your own neighborhoods and, and, and just, be a horrible human being has nothing to do with race. This is, these are people that are being lied to and pushed to do something like that. There were a lot of peaceful rallies out there. There were a lot of peaceful protests and I, I'm all for peaceful protesting, no matter what you're protesting. It's your right to be able to do that. It's in the constitution. Despite what Cuomo says, where the, well, it does say in the Constitution that it has to be peaceful. Yeah, it does, idiot. It says it right in the Constitution. It says peaceably, peaceably assemble. Peaceably assemble. Does that sound right? So anyway, you know, that's that these Democrats, these people on the Democrat side, the left side are just completely, they're just morons. And, and we can all see what they're up to. There's a lot of us that see exactly what they're up to. They have an agenda. They are bringing forth this satanic, anti-God agenda. They've been doing it for years. And they will do anything to get that in, in, in pushed into play. And they're doing a great job, by the way. Fantastic job. Now, I apologize, by the way, that I don't think the sound is that great. I, I've completely switched over to Windows now. I'm not... Uh, before I was I was uh, recording on Apple and um, I think it was easier to do and now I'm trying to do something that I haven't done in a while which is record on Windows I haven't got the sound right and all that so I apologize hopefully by the next time you hear me it'll be worked out but uh, anyway I hate to break up what I was saying but uh, it's just but but here's the thing this is all part of the world this is all part of the world that we have to live in right now. And every single thing that is going on, and will it's going to get worse, by the way. Don't think it's getting better. It's going to get worse. 
It was predicted over 2,000 years ago in the Bible, and it, trust me when I say this is just the tip of the iceberg. You ain't seen nothing yet, as they say. There's a lot more coming. And if you're not right with God, and if you're not with, uh, you know, if, if you haven't given your life over to God and you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, then I don't know what to tell you. I mean, there's, there's not a lot that can be done for you. You know? It's, it's, it's horrible what every, everything, you know, it's horrible everything that's going on, but, it, but it's not even a scratch compared to what's coming. I saw a story um, about a street preacher up in uh, Seattle. This went into this zone, this autonomous zone that they set up there, that Antifa set up. And he was beaten and drugged. Uh, they said apparently drugged. Through the, I haven't seen the video. So I'm only going by what they reported. But supposedly drugged through the street. But I got news for you. I got news for you. If you are a follower of Christ, you've got a lot worse coming. There's a lot worse going to happen. In that case, I hope there is a rapture. I really do. I hope there is a pre-tribulation rapture because that tribulation is going to be rough. It's going to be really rough. But we're not supposed to look at all this going on around us and get caught up in it and, and get consumed by it. Just like you're not supposed to get caught up in Hollywood, movie stars, the music industry, music stars, sports stars. You're not supposed to get caught up in the world. You're not supposed to worry about having the finest car and the biggest house and the hottest wife or hottest husband. You're not supposed to be caught up in the world. And there's there's something that I learned the being up in Iowa for three weeks, um, it didn't end the way that I wanted it to and that I would have hoped it would have, but there is, I did learn something, and something did, you know, it, it finally hit me that I'm so wrapped up, I've been so wrapped up in my own personal issues that I haven't been able to, you know, settle down that's part of the reason why I keep falling back. That's part of the reason why uh, I can't kick this habit, you know, that I have. That's ruined my life. Ruined my marriage. Among other things. You know, we, we, we try to stay connected to the world and we just end up losing. You cannot serve two masters. You can't put anything or anyone above God. Nobody or nothing. Because if you put God first and you put Christ first, everything else falls into place. But people don't believe that because we're so, we're human beings. We can do this ourselves. We can, we can fix this. We can make this work. We'll figure out something, right? No. No. We cannot. You may be able to throw Band-Aids on it here and there and everywhere, but it doesn't fix the problem. It doesn't fix the issue. I got a lot of issues. And I guess this weekend I finally had to put my foot down. 
I finally realized this has got to stop. It has to stop. And I'm still working on it. But each and every one of you out there that have been struggling just like me, you have to find a point. You've got you to draw a line. What side of that line are you going to stand on? Where are you going to fit in? Exactly what are you going to stand for? And who are you going to stand for? Because picking God, picking Christ, he takes care of everything else. It might not be everything you want. You're not going to get everything you want. But you'll get what you need, and you'll have peace. You'll actually be able to sleep at night because you'll be living in the truth. The truth is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the word of God. You put your faith in him, everything else falls into place. Then you don't have to worry about what, you know, are we going to be able to eat? Are we going to, am I going to be able to, am I going to have a job? Or, you know, are we going to be taken care of? Because I put that faith into God before and he's taking care of us, the whole family. He's, he's done it. This will be the third time I've lost everything. Third time. And who's to know if there might be, there might be this third time on it not even be over yet. I'm on furlough right now, but who's to say if, if I'm going to, you know, have a job. I have to trust God and I have to put my trust in him and not worry about my credit score or what people are going to think of me having three divorces, you know, or anything. Am I going to find another wife? I don't, I don't even care right now. I, I just, I don't care. That's not even a thought in my mind. This show, I guess, basically is you've got to get away from the world. You've got to stop putting all your faith into this world and people in this world. Because no one's ever going to, I guess not every, every single time, but a majority of the time, people are not going to, I don't know how to say this. It's, it's, people are going to let you down. You know, and, and after a certain time, if you spend a certain amount of time away from someone and then you go try to reestablish some sort of foothold in that relationship, no matter what the relationship could be, friends, could be uh, marriage partners, it could be whatever, business relationships, doesn't matter. But so much, sometimes there's so much time that's passed, it's hard, you can't patch things up. And, and, and sometimes uh, people grow apart even further. You know, that's why a majority of the time, especially in marriages, separations rarely ever actually they get back together. It's usually it's just a stepping stone to, you know, basically they go their certain ways. They never see each other again or whatever. You know, that's usually the way it happens. And especially if, you know, and but it goes for friends, it goes for everything, it goes for any kind of relationship. It doesn't have to be just marriages. You know, I got a lot of friends up north, too, that I, I didn't see. I didn't have time for a couple of them, and, you know, a couple of them I got to see. You know, that was really nice. But there's just differences. 
especially when some want to follow Christ and the others just don't, or they just don't have any sense, you know, they don't have any word or they don't have any, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to insult anyone. Uh, they just don't have any feelings about it or whatever. And I've tried talking to several people about it. It would do me, I, you have no idea how happy I would be if, if, you know, some of my friends found Christ. It doesn't have to be me that leads them there. I just want them to understand and I want them to know the truth and I want them to accept Christ so that someday we'll see each other again in heaven. You know? And maybe they'll see the truth. And it's not my place to judge anyone of where they're going or what they believe and all that's between them and God. You know, I did what I could as far as planting seeds in certain people, you know, that I've known over the years. And it's, you know, it's then it's out of my hands. I have not been a great example. I will tell you right now, I am not a good example to go by. That's one thing I, that's a major regret as I never set a good example for my family. I never set a good example for my friends. So unfortunately, hopefully nobody turned away from God because of me. And I'll find out someday, someday on judgment day, I'll find out. And I'm probably going to be really disappointed when I hear that number. Because as a believer in Christ, you want other people to believe. And, you know, I guess maybe that's why I set up this podcast is because I want you to understand you cannot be a perfect person. I am not perfect in any way, shape, or form. I've still got a lot of issues to work through. A lot. But I'm trying. And God has taken away certain things from me over the years, little by little, to get me away from that. But there's a couple things that are still sticking, and it's, there, it's just been so hard to shake. And it doesn't matter. I don't need to talk about it. It's just, it's just trust me, it's bad. Addictions are bad, no matter what they are. And when you purposely put God off to... You know, I, I, a friend of mine from high school, I've talked about her before, and I, that I was so happy that she's so close to God and so, you know, do, has done so much for, for the kingdom of God. I'm so impressed with how some of the people that I went to school with are like that now. And, and I just, I walked away from all of that. But uh, it, it, sometimes I feel like I swear she's posting right at me. I swear God is using her to post and and I'm supposed to see it because it'll be late at night and you think, what is she doing up this late? And it'll be something that I take. It's like, it's directed right at me. And just so you know, Lori, if you happen to listen to this, I see you, I see your posts. <laughs> and if God is using you, he's doing a really good job because I see those posts and I swear they're directed right at me. It's really eerie. It's like, and you know, and, and it's not beyond God to do that. So, you know, God's going to use, even though social media is the scourge of society, God can still use that for good, you know. 
One of the reasons why I deleted the other account, the other Facebook account. There's people that think that I blocked them and stuff like, no, I just deleted the account. And I didn't make a big deal out of it because I don't want people thinking that I'm doing it for, for attention. Because if I'd have posted on there, hey, I'm going to delete this account, people would go, oh, you're just getting her attention. You won't delete it. So I just deleted it. There's no sense to make a big deal out of it. But I just want, and the only reason I'm mentioning it now is because I just want people to understand I just deleted it because I, why even say anything? Why bring it up? It's not that big of a deal. I just don't want you to think I blocked you because I didn't. I just deleted the account. So anyway, but anyway, Lori, get back to Lori. Lori, I see you. <laughs> I see your post. And it, it is amazing sometimes what, how God uses people though. But we've got to get away from the world. You know, people that are doing so great that you see on the news and these stars and these rich people, they're not godly people. The richer they are, most likely, the less godly they are. Now, again, it's between them and God. But it has been proven time after time over the years, the rich people just aren't close to God. They think they're God's. They don't need God because they got money. And unfortunately, that's what we all strive for, money, power, whatever, because you think that that garners respect. You get the best of everything. You get treated better. Unfortunately, that's the case. But just like Psalm 73, 12, Behold, these are the ungodly who prosper in the world. They increase in riches. They only, they're increasing their riches. They don't care about God. They don't care about saving people. Now, they might do some good things. They might give money to charity and stuff like that. That's just to kind of make them feel better. You know, at least it does help some people. But when you break it down to just the couple, couple riches, got Jeff Bezos by himself, the owner of Amazon by himself could get rid of world hunger by himself and still have billions left over. Do you think he'll do it? Nope. He will not. Because it would not benefit him in any way, shape, or form. You know, in Matthew 16, 26, this is also uh, Matthew, Mark, I believe it's in Luke 2. It's worded a little bit different, but it's basically the same thing. Uh, Matthew 16, 26, for what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? How many times have I said it or other people have said it? How many times have you heard people say they sold their soul over for a, a music contract or sports or whatever? They sold their soul for that. There is a cost to doing business. If you want to be rich and famous, you've got to give something to those people and to Satan. That is a fact. That is absolutely a fact, and it's proven every single day. But we're not supposed to worry about the world. Mark 4.19, and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the lusts of other things entering in choke the word and it becometh unfruitful. No matter how much good you do with the money you have, if you're not centered in Christ, if you're not, if you don't believe in Jesus, it's unfruitful. It means nothing. 
And the more money you have, the more the word gets choked away. It gets choked down. It means nothing to you. What do you think Jesus was preaching to? Jesus wasn't preaching to the rich people when he was here on this earth. He didn't preach to rich people. He didn't he didn't run through the rich neighborhoods. They didn't carry him through there on, you know, on whatever those things are they carry you through town with, you know, the the kings and the Caesars or whatever. He walked amongst the poor and the sick. That's who Jesus is here for. That's why a majority of people that get saved or come to Christ, they're usually on their last legs, whether it's finances, whether it's uh, personal relationships or whatever. They're, they're usually at the end of their rope, and Jesus is the last choice, but Jesus still takes them. He still will take you. He still will forgive your sins. He still died. He died for all of us, every single one of us, even the rich people. They get the same choice as we do. So being rich doesn't condemn you, but it's usually a sign. Most people that are rich are not close to God. And, and I would, I would, it would be safe to say because the Bible says it, that they're most likely not saved. You can be rich in a lot of different things, you know, not just money. Everybody likes to use John 3.16 as kind of a, <clears throat> I don't know, kind of a catchphrase. It became, it became kind of a thing they held up at football games and stuff like that. And, you know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. It doesn't say who all the poor people believeth or whosoever richeth believeth in him. It doesn't say that. It said whosoever. No matter how much money you have, no matter how much power you have, you cannot buy your way into heaven. And what people don't get is Jesus died for every single person, everyone. Rich, poor, gay, straight, black, white, Asian, German, doesn't matter. He died for all of us. If you keep reading John three seventeen, for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He's not here to sit there and point fingers. He loves each and every one of you, every single one of you. Don't let what supposed some of these supposed Christian people do take you away from God. There are a lot of churches doing a lot of wrong things out there. The bigger the church, usually the more wrong is going on. Most churches today do not follow the Bible. A majority of them do not. They go in, they give you a feel-good speech, they make you feel all warm and fuzzy and cuddly, 
and then you give them some money and you feel great about yourself. They won't tell you that what you're doing in your life is sinful and is, is keeping you away from the truth, the real truth. They won't tell you that because they don't want to hurt your feelings because you might not come back. You might not give them any money. You might Your feelings might get hurt. But if they told you the whole truth, you would understand. There's a lot more to it. And right now we're seeing the world show its true colors. The left is showing their true colors. The elite is showing they're showing their true colors. You're having pedophilia and other disgusting sins out there. Just disgusting people that are showing their true colors. This stuff is all coming to light. And they're trying to make it mainstream. They're trying to make pedophilia mainstream. All this stuff. They're trying to make all of it mainstream. This stuff has to happen, y'all. It has to happen before Christ can come back. All of this has to happen. And it, it they're exposing themselves to you. They're creeps. And God is letting us see it. He's letting the world expose itself for what it really is. Sinful, disgusting. We are filthy, sinful, disgusting human beings. And if it wasn't for Jesus Christ dying for us on that cross, we wouldn't have a lick of hope. Nothing. In John 7, 7, the world cannot hate you, but me it hated. This is Jesus talking, because I testify of it that the works thereof are evil. They hate Christ. The world hates Jesus Christ. That's why they make fun of him. That's why they constantly tell you he's not real. He wasn't divine. They'll come up with everything else. Oh, he was just a prophet. If Jesus is so powerful, why is the name so powerful? Why is it you just say the name and it elicits such emotion, good or bad? No other supposed prophet elicits that kind of emotion. I mean, even the even the Muslims, it's not that Muhammad elicits that from them. It's the anti-Jesus that, that gives them all that emotion. I mean, think about it. And that's with any religion. They all hate Jesus. There's a reason why. Satan hates Jesus. With more, you can't even imagine. He couldn't turn him. He tempted him in the desert. He could he offered him everything. He offered him the world. And Jesus said, No. Get thee behind me, Satan. That's what we have to say. When you're when you've got those feelings, when you can't get rid of them, that's what you gotta say. You gotta call out to Jesus. You gotta, whether it's a simple prayer, whether it's a simple uh you cry out to him, either verbally or in in, in your head. That saved me from a really bad dream one night. I'm not even kidding you, and I couldn't say the words in the dream. I it, it just they refused to let me say, and there was this evil demon in the dream. 
and I was paralyzed. And I kept saying Jesus over and over and over. And finally, as the my mouth could actually form the words, that's when it let me go because they're afraid of that name. Demons are afraid. That's why they hate him so much. If you go to 2 Corinthians 4, 4, in whom the God of this world, Satan, Satan is the God of this world, little g, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. That's what a lot of people don't understand. Christ was the image, Christ is the image of God on earth. Part human, part God. That's what people don't understand. They can't understand it. And it's it's very simple. Christ was God on this earth. It's it's hard for people to understand. But if you read the Bible and you read the context, you'll get it. And most people, that there's a lot of people out there that will never believe in Christ. They'll never believe in God. They'll never accept Christ, and they're never going to see this. They're never going to understand. And no matter how much you love them and how much you love them here on this earth, friends, family, whatever, kids, parents, they're going to hell. They're not going to make it. You refuse Christ, Christ will refuse you to his father. And the biggest thing we got to worry about here in this world is not these distractions that are going on. We do what we can to fight against it, but much worse is coming, like I said. You can do what you can to try to fight it and take care of your own. But we for uh, Ephesians 6.12, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. That's who we are wrestling against every single day. Some of us may go the rest of our lives, not have to deal with a riot or a disease or cancer, or anything else. But every single day, you will wrestle with demons that are trying to turn you. Every day. I wrestle every day. I should be doing a podcast every day since I've been on furlough. Every day. But I've got distraction after distraction after distraction and I let it happen. What is that? That's Satan. That's demons. That's people. They're keeping me away from doing what I should be doing for God. God put this, this idea in my head originally years ago. And I tried doing it my way. And I wasn't happy. Because I knew that wasn't what I was supposed to be doing. And being friends with the world is not going to save you. Getting involved in movies and TV and sports and 
music and everything else, even relationships, not going to save you. It can make you feel good for a couple minutes, make you forget about stuff for a couple minutes, not going to help you. James 4, 4, ye adulterers and adulteresses. Adulteresses. (laughs) I can't even say the word. Uh, Know ye not that the friendship of the world is an enmity with God? Whosoever, therefore, will be a friend of the world is an enemy of God. You put all of your belief in your uh, whatever you do unto the world, it will fail you every time. The world is the enemy of God. And by the world, not God loves everybody, but the world as encompassing of what evil is doing to us every day, that is the enemy of God. That's what that means. You're either with God or you're with the world. You're either worried about what you can do to please God or you can do worry about, you know, pleasing the world. What does your neighbors think about you? What does your friends think about you? What's your job? What is this? What is that? How many followers can you get? How good do you look in this 5,000 selfie of the day? Because you, you just, you've had this weird need for attention. First John 2.15, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. If you love the world, you don't love God. You cannot serve two masters. For all that is in First uh, John 2.16, for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. You desire things, that's not from God. You desire a new car, that's not from God. You desire a woman, not from God. Desire a man, not from God. You desire to be rich, not from God. Carrying that on to 1 John 2, 17, and the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. The world passes away, folks. You do not get to carry your stuff to heaven. You do not get to carry your stuff with you when you die. Whether you have a good-looking corpse or an ugly corpse, it's still a corpse. You're still dead. You're gone from this world. And if you didn't accept Christ while you were here, there is really bad stuff coming. The world you're going to wake up to, it's not going to be a good one. The spirit of Antichrist is everywhere. The spirit that convinces you that you need the best-looking car, the best-looking wife, the best-looking husband, the best, the most money in the bank, the biggest house. Needs drugs, alcohol, sex. The spirit that, that causes that, the spirit that puts that in your life is the spirit of Antichrist. 
Because what Christ wants you to want is to love your fellow man, love him, accept him for what he did for you on on the cross. He died for you. He took the place of your sins. He took your sins away. That's the spirit of Christ. The spirit of Antichrist is everything else. 1 John 4, 3, And every spirit that confesseth, confesseth not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now already is in the world. It's been in the world since day one. Day one. As soon as Eve was uh, convinced that God lied to her, that spirit from the serpent, that spirit was Antichrist. Well, Christ wasn't even here yet. How could he be an Antichrist? No. You better read Genesis again. Genesis speaks of the coming Christ from day one. People try to say that the Old Testament, New Testament, or, you know, the New Testament was just written by a bunch of people, a bunch of white guys, old white guys, to fool you and to have people bow down and be, you know, be calm and cool, collected. No. The Old Testament spoke of the Christ to come. The New Testament tells you about his life and what he did for you and what he can do for you. And I urge each and every one of you to think long and hard about it. And if you've been on the fence, if you've been wondering, can he love even me? As many things as I've done in my life, can he even, will he even forgive me? Yeah, he will. And you do your best to live the best possible life for God that you can. You're not going to be perfect. You will never be perfect. And when you screw up, you repent, and you ask for forgiveness, and he forgives you. You don't have to wear anything special. You don't have to light incense and say something in code. You don't have to go in a box and confess anything to a creep in a box. You don't have to do any of that stuff. Jesus Christ is the only mediator. Not the Pope. Not any Catholic priest. Not any statue. No fat statues or uh, selling flowers in the airport, going door-to-door, banging on people's doors, asking for money. There's no secrets. None. Not one secret. It's all out in the open. Christ is all out in the open. He's open about everything. That book is there. It tells you everything you need to know. It's a long book, but it's the truth. He doesn't lie. So, thank you. 
for listening, even through the bad audio. I appreciate each and every one of you. I love each and every one of you. Any questions or anything like that you want to talk about, brokenmanradio at gmail.com. That's brokenmanradio at gmail.com. And uh, I'm going to try to do this more often. I'm not going to say I'm going to because you know how I am. Hopefully I get these audio issues worked out because it just sounds horrible to me. (laughs) Uh, Hopefully it'll sound better the next time. So uh, thank you, each and every one of you. Stop believing in the world, what the world has to offer. Start believing in Christ. Start believing what God has for you. Quit letting them race bait us. Quit letting the left and all of the, the media fool you into following these groups that are clear, clearly hate groups. There's a lot of lies going around right now, and people are believing them. And unfortunately, it's going to get worse. Now is the time. I don't know how much longer we have. And I'm being dead serious. I have no idea how much time we have left, but I know it's not long. God is calling his people to speak up. That's part of the reason why I'm here. It's time to stand up and choose sides. And I hope you choose the right one. I love you all, and we'll catch you again real, real soon with another podcast.